for a singer soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life for June 25th. Our meditation today is in times of affliction. You know, the study in the Word today, we're going to be looking at suffering. And, uh, you know, here in the United States and all over the world, we've been dealing with the COVID-19, the pandemic, the quarantine, and uh, we've lost lives. Uh, we're coming out of it now. Things are kind of getting back to normal. But a lot of people have been suffering. So I think that this uh, meditation today in God's Word is very important and really relevant. I think it's going to help us to understand and deal with all the suffering that's going on in the world. So today we're going to be reading in a very important scripture. We're going to be in Psalms 129. So let's read the scripture and then we'll get back into the Bible study. So let's look at the scripture. Psalm chapter 129, verses 1 through 8. They have greatly oppressed me from my youth, let Israel say. They have greatly oppressed me from my youth, but they have not gained the victory over me. Plowmen have plowed my back and made their furrows long, but the Lord is righteous. He has cut me free from the cords of the wicked. May all who hate Zion be turned back in shame. May they be like grass on the roof which withers before it can grow. A reaper cannot fill his hands with it, nor one who gathers fill his arms. May those who pass by not say to them, The blessing of the Lord be on you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. So King David in the book of Psalms, in Psalms 129, was dealing with persecution. He was dealing with the issue of the persecution of Israel. And he gave us a little history lesson. You know, the people of God, the Jewish people in the promised land, experienced a lot of persecution. They had a lot of enemies. Not only did they have a lot of enemies back then, they've had a lot of enemies during recent history, the Holocaust and many other terrible things that have happened to the people of God. So persecution is a big deal in the Bible. And it's not only relevant to the Jewish people, persecution is also a big deal for us as believers, as Christians. We have experienced also great persecution. The first century of the church, the church experienced great persecution. Jesus Christ was put to death. Literally all the apostles were put to death. So for you and I, we are very well versed in persecution. And you, my friend, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, maybe even in your home country, in Africa or Latin America or somewhere in Asia, you are experiencing persecution. Now, the kind of persecution that King David was talking about was the persecution that the Jewish people were experiencing from their enemies. And he used a metaphor, and the metaphor was of farming. He talked about how their enemies would come in and would plow over their backs. And that is the history of Israel. 
They were a small people. They didn't have a big army. There wasn't really a lot of them. And their enemies would come in and not only burn their harvest, destroy their harvest, but they would steal their harvest. So persecution is part of Jewish history, and persecution is also part of our Christian walk. When Jesus invited the people to follow him, he said to them, follow me, take up your cross. Jesus was very forthright, honest, and very direct. He wasn't trying to hide the truth. He said to them, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. So that's one of the things that we as believers need to be prepared for. That is one of the things that we as believers need to expect. That is one of the things that we as believers don't need to be in denial about, but realize that we will be persecuted and we will experience great suffering. Now, here's the next thing I want to say, and this is a positive about persecution. And the word is growth. When there's persecution, there is growth. I mean, even a famous philosopher once said, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that's one of the things we've learned about the first century early church. All the persecution that went on, the diaspora, okay, the church grew, okay. Today, recent history, the church in Latin America, the church in Asia, the church in Africa, when there is persecution, the church grows. I was actually having a conversation with somebody about this, and I asked them, you know, why does the church grow when there's persecution? When we go underground, when we have to meet secretly, when we have to meet in the catacombs, what is it about being under persecution that causes the church to grow? And it seems like everybody tells me the same thing, you know, it unites the church. The church has a common enemy, right? The church comes together to pray. The church comes together to worship. The church comes together to read the word of God. You know, when we're being persecuted, we unite against the common enemy. What happens when the church is comfortable? What happens when everything is easy for the church? We get distracted. We're not united. Everybody's doing their own thing because everybody is happy. So my friend, if you're experiencing suffering, if you're exper experiencing persecution because of your faith or you're, re or you're experiencing persecution because of your race, your color, or your creed, I can't come there and fix that situation for you, you know, but what I can tell you this, it's going to make you stronger and you're going to grow because of it. And you're especially going to be stronger in your faith. So let's get to the last thing that I wanted to say about this study today. And the word that I want to use is growth. You know, uh, excuse me, covenant. The first point we already went over, we went over growth. Now the last thing is covenant. That's the word I want to go over with you. Uh, David was experiencing affliction. The people of God were experiencing affliction. And David came to the conclusion that they're going to be okay that they're going to make it, that God is not going to abandon them, that God is not going to turn their back on them, that they are not going to be annihilated because God has a covenant. God has made a promise. God has given his word that his people 
his chosen people, that God is going to bless them and multiply them. And they're going to have many descendants like the stars in the sky. So for you and I, my friend, the church of Jesus Christ, God has a covenant with us. He's not going to allow us to be annihilated. He's not going to allow us to be destroyed. He's not going to allow us to be disintegrated. He's watching over the bride of Christ. He is watching over you. And there's been some times where I've thought, you know, the church, as we know it, we could have been destroyed 2,000 years ago. We could have been destroyed 1,000 years ago. We could have been destroyed 500 years ago. But we haven't. And the reason we haven't is because God made a promise and a covenant with us. So let's conclude. So as we close and pray in just a moment, I just want to encourage you, if you are going through a difficult time in your life, if you're experiencing suffering, if you're even experiencing persecution, our prayer is for strength, our prayer is for grace, our prayer is that while we're going through this dark tunnel or this dark valley, that God will be faithful and loyal to us and he will redeem us, he will rescue us, he will answer our prayer. So let's go ahead and uh, just have a word of prayer and ask the Lord his blessing. So Lord God, I just want to pray for your people, for the church, for the believers around the world. I pray for those that are experiencing persecution and suffering because of their faith, from family, from friends, from neighbors, from the government, from whoever. And Lord God, just remind my brothers and sisters that you love them, that you care for them, and that you are watching over them, and that you have made a covenant, a bond. You've made a promise, Lord God, that you will not abandon us nor turn your back on us. So keep your people safe, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Singer soul, the